I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Welcome, You're right. Welcome, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've all thought it. You've made it. Uh, yeah, welcome to Russ Mortem. You belong here with the rest of us. Everyone's equal and everyone... Your weenie could go anywhere you want. If you don't have a true. weenie, you could put your vagina anywhere you want. Just make sure it's yeah. in a safe spot, though. You don't want to be caught with something. Also, make sure that if you put your vagina on something, it's not really cold because then you're going to get stuck like when in the movies yeah, when they put the lips. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like Christmas story. <laughs> Ralph, I'm stuck. <laughs> My husband, Ralph, I'm stuck. <laughs> it's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sequel we all wanted. <laughs> yeah, they just don't show it on TBS. Ralph is all grown up. Yeah, <laughs> it's based on the leg model from the lamp. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a deep dive. It's <laughs> like it's like Lightyear. Well, they did it first. That's why it's just a leg as a lamp. Yeah, because it got stuck to the pole. <laughs> that was a hot leg. All frozen up. Seems to be sticking to poles is the theme. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of poles or one guy's pole a lot. Ooh, that's good. Are we going to be talking about pierogies? Yeah. I think we will be. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about uh, our personal histories. Guys, what's going on? How's the week? We're all in the same room, so it feels right. Yeah, we haven't said our names yet. Oh, yeah, we're I forgot. Same room. Oh, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, I don't, I don't really like doing it. I'm Bob saying yeah. my name. I like stripping the show down. It needs to be more natural. Yeah. I think. My name's Xerxes Alabalab. That's good. How was your week, Xerxes Alabalab? <laughs> it's good. I mean, I feel like. Uh, we all had a well, Connor. You were not there, but we had a big week last week. Yeah, Mr. Tom got married. There, we were around a lot of uh, Brazilians. Yeah, eating yeah. cheese. I w- so I couldn't make it into one of the seats. You had a lot of people in this backyard, so yeah. I kind of looked through the bushes. I kind of was in the back looking through the bushes next to the cheese table right. and just eating cheese while you got str- married. That's the right place. Strategic to be, bush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think I got the best seats in the house because I you were like you may have because the bride or whatever and I'm eating cheese with probably the handful. It was do, cool. Do you remember what cheese you were eating at the moment? <sighs> it was something very tangy. Mm, some tang. I don't know what it was. Know. There were tiny little cubes. It's probably some kind of gouda. Me and Will from Heavy Hole, we were eating cheese while you were getting married. No, I didn't see him the whole time. Really? really? I yeah. saw him. I talked to him. He was at the cheese table. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. tell him I say hello <laughs> next time you're at the cheese table. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, Mike, you were also at the same place. I go by Cletus. Cletus, you were also at the same yes, place. Yes, I was. I was indulging in uh, cigarettes, lots of chain smoking. Yeah, you smoked a lot. Yeah, I was told I was smoking a lot. And I didn't even think I was smoking a lot. I had cigarettes a smoker's wedding? Yeah. Well, it's... your sister was there. Yeah. She so was. she was policing you. Yeah. She, was, she was checking up on the smoke. Yeah. Mike brought... She asked me for a cigarette like an hour later when she was drunk. <laughs> Mike brought the chain <laughs> smokers to the wedding. Yeah, I was... They performed. You weren't. You didn't cool see table. it. It was just for the cool table. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> you weren't there. You were... No. Connor, you weren't there either. I, yeah, I was at another wedding. Um, I don't want to. Uh, the wedding was fine, but I want to talk about the night before the wedding. It was a rehearsal dinner, and it was at a dim sum Chinese place in Queens. Oh. And. Well, one of the better meals of my life, and also, <clears throat> I think I ate eleven different kinds of meat. 
from beginning to end. What? Ooh. Holy cat. No, maybe. Uh. Well, maybe. maybe <laughs> might be 12. It is Queens. Yeah. It was, the cat's uh, good. It was like, so the first course was dumplings, and it was like pork and shrimp dumplings, and then a veggie one. Then we had Peking duck, then braised oh. short ribs. Ugh. Then there was like a seafood salad that was like um, scallops and squid. So you're covering the sea meats as well. I'm covering sea meats. I'm just okay. saying creatures that were alive. Eleven at least, yeah. I think, were consumed. There was lobster coming out at one point. Oh baby, my god, just never stopped. It was so good. So I like. Wow. So so you had your rehearsal dinner in Queens with the wedding, was in Northport. Was in the a backyard. Complete opposite. Yeah, we of, did not rehearse. This, we did not rehearse any of it. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we went in cold. What's to rehearse? Yeah, we were, we were ready. We just lined up. Good. Yeah, it was I good. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I did miss you. Just putting it on record. Yeah. I missed you too, Tom. It's bad. How was bad how was your wedding? On my end, um, the wedding was good. It was a lot. There was a lot of faces there. A lot of people. Um, God, I I don't even remember most of it. I think that's pretty normal for the old married couple. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of float throughout. But yeah, we saw some goodies and. Uh, you sell your tie. Yeah, we sold some tie. Travis, you brought some bought some of my tie. I did a hundred dollars worth of Tom's tie. Yeah, I have to give you I a got, receipt. For a that. No, that's yeah. okay. It was worth every piece of tie. Did yeah. you get my ceremonial wedding sack? I did actually. I want to talk about that. So <laughs> this ceremonial wedding. Firstly, we had a uh, we had a, a policy, which is um, no boxed gifts. Yeah. So Travis, with his sweet workaround, gave us a sacked <laughs> gift. Burlap, yes. burlap sack. It was what a, it was. You wrote on it, but like with uh, rhinestone uh, needlework. Needlework. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you did put a lot of TLC into this. And it said uh, uh, ceremonial wedding sack. Yeah. Satch, right? Satchel. Yeah, it was a yeah. sack. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And inside was a uh, hundred and six raw shrimp. <laughs> yes. Uh, heads, and, heads on or off? Oh, <laughs> uh, they were on. No, this is little plastic shrimps and. Uh, they're placeholder shrimps. Yeah, it was a placeholder. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, it was a wonderful gift, and uh, my wife loved it very much, <laughs> and I had different feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some everyone needs a ceremonial wedding sack. Yeah, that was good. There, there was a uh, there was some fun cards in there. Yeah, you know, we have funny guys. So yeah, show up. Mikey C wrote us a card. Uh, it just said it was it's. It, the card had a mailbox on it, and it said, like, Happy Mail Day. And he, inside, he just wrote, all the wedding cards were gay, so I got you this one instead. <laughs> and that was it. It wasn't even like, congratulations. <laughs> he was just like, the other cards were gay. Yeah. So well, here's a Mail Day card. <laughs> like, all right. Well, we'll take it. So, yeah, there's a lot to cover, so I'm going to stop covering things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks, Travis. That was awesome. I did, You got your liquor upstairs. Yes. Your cachaça. Cachaça. We talked about in the Richard Burton episode. Yeah. It doesn't think, taste like shrimp, even though there's shrimp on the bottle. Yeah. In fact, my mother-in-law knows the people who own that company. What? Yeah. Are they shrimp? They are Why shrimp. would they put shrimp on their bottle? In that must ba- be their crest, their in family Bahia, crest. Everything <laughs> is shrimp. They just go out to the ocean, you come back, and you're covered in shrimp. Oh, man. I got yeah. to go to party in Brazil. We'll go. Yeah. We will go. I'll go bring you shrimp. Go. I'm going to go to Rio oh. de Janeiro, and I'm going to put on one of them feather hats. Dude. That's February. And I'm going to wear a thong. Even better. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I peed on an Old Navy on Tom's wedding day. I couldn't wait for the bathroom. 
That's so. good. We are close to that Old Navy. We made a trip to the Old Navy and peed on it. That's another ceremony. That seems like a long walk to go pee. But when you're drunk, it doesn't seem that long. Yeah, but there's like woods like across the street. <laughs> but I'm, I can't pee. Cause like I don't know, like, I can't pee when there's like all these cars and someone's gonna come out like that's my car. So send you onto a, a busy I'll parking lot. I'll be respectful <laughs> of my cousin's wedding. There was yeah. a, that road was chaotic. <laughs> yeah. That day. The it only way really to be bad. respectful at somebody's wedding is to piss on an old navy. Yeah. Let me just say that. Or a, or a, a, a sizzler. Mm. A, yeah. Uh, I've yeah. never seen one before. A sizzler, really? I've never been. I've never been to one or seen one. Oh, we should go you to haven't sizzler. been to Olive Garden. Never been to Olive Garden either. I, actually, there's one by, at the Bayshore Mall. We have to fix this one of these days, boys. Yeah, we'll fix this. We have to have a conversion. We, we should start. record an episode live from Olive Garden. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would do it. We could totally swing that. Yeah, that'd be. I'm fun. on a diet, so I have to get a salad. No, you can break your diet for <gasps> for the podcast. You're working. Remember, you're at work. Yeah, True. every everything is under 15 calories at Olive Garden too. Each noodle, each noodle, each, <laughs> each, <laughs> each half of a noodle. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a, an interesting subject on our plate. I think we should get into it. Yeah, wait, we're not doing Richard Burton. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the Richard Burton podcast. It summer is, is over. Yeah, oh, summer's over. Summer's summer over. Burton's over. Yeah, so we're gonna go to summer's a cold over. place. We're gonna go. We're going to Germany, guys. We're starting there. Or what was Poland at one point. Viva Berlin! Yeah, we're going to talk about a pervert today. (laughs) Germany and perverts. It's like, goes together like Germany and crime. It's one of their highest export items. (laughs) Like, the highest rated export. So, um, we're doing Klaus Kinski. Does anyone know about Klaus Kinski? The, The only thing I know... Oh, he's perverted. One of my... (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I know is one of my favorite versions of Dracula. Nosferatu. Yes. In the 1970s, that's it. Oh, yep. 70s. Uh, right. Yeah, and we're not going to cover that this episode. We're doing, we're doing a two parter. Um, but yeah, he, uh, man, looks weird. He's, he's a very strange looking guy. Really weird looking. Yeah, that was my main. T- you mentioned him, so I was like, let me just get a visual frame of reference. And I still don't have one. I don't think because <laughs> because he's, he's like he's got this thing where your mind wants to think Gary Busey. But it also is sharper and meaner looking. Yeah. And yeah. More, and then, uh, he looks like a George Clanton. Who the hell is that? He's like some vaporwave artist. All right. E-spirit or something. Did you just call him vaporwave artist? <laughs> what the yeah, fuck wave. is vaporwave? Is he kids? a drawing artist or a musical artist? Vaporwave is the music. All right. Oh. Co- the art comes from the, the shitty music. <laughs> no, the music is great. It's just the 70s mall slowed down. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, all right. So Klaus Kinski is uh, a world-renowned German actor with the face of uh, you know what I wrote about this Gary Busey. It just wouldn't leave my mind as I'm writing it. Yeah, but he makes Gary Busey look like Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't like Gary with his intensity. Well, and also there's like the meme of Buscemi eyes, Steve Buscemi eyes. I feel like his eyes are weird a little bit. I mean, this is young. I have the book. He's here. young and handsome. There, I, yeah. The pictures I saw are also from like his later movies, and it's clear there's like makeup for the movies. Yeah. So that's why I'm like kind of the what the we'll get to it later. I'll mention which one. It looks German. He does look very German. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Um He was he's well known for being uh, Werner Herzog's acting muse for many years in a horrifying friendship that included plots to murder each other. Oh, that's a good friend. I like that it went I'd both ways. So. It did, yeah. Yeah, that's it, always a good sign of 
It's intense. Connor, I think we need to develop this. We have to just plot. Well, I'll plot your to, murder. Yeah. You plot my murder. It'll yeah. bring us closer together. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast will blow up. Yeah. I'll give you some yeah. tips on how to do it. Podcasters <laughs> yeah, you can, with over like 16 like your own body real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he makes five films with Werner Herzog's. Ver, uh, let's see. Aguirre, The Wrath of God in 72. Uh, Vosek in 1978. Nosferatu, 1979, that you mentioned. Fitzcarraldo in 19... 19- 82 and Cobra Verde in 1989. And this was kind of the, uh, this is Werner Herzog brought Kinski to the world stage. Like no one had before this point, before he worked with Herzog, he was very popular in some areas of Europe and he was doing just fine for himself, but he really hit the world stage later on. We have more important things to do though. (laughs) Yeah. He also brought like the art house movie kind of a little bit more forward. I don't think that's true. Really? I don't know. Uh, Werner Herzog? Yeah. No, so not at all with Klaus Kinski. He regarded his work as that of being a whore, and he only liked... He would only take really high-paying contracts. He hated art house shit. Yeah, but Werner Herzog is very kind of like art housey, slow paced. They're polar opposites in a lot of ways. Okay. Like they're that's why they plotted to murder each other. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. That's that's not the next episode. Um, my main source for this is Kinski Uncut by Klaus Kinski. Oh, good. Uh, Always good to have an unbiased source. Yeah. Exactly. So this will be the first episode we're doing based on an autobiography uh, entirely. <laughs> ah. So get ready. Uh, I'd like to read a quote. In fact, I'd like to have Mike read a quote. Um, on the back sleeve of this, All right, Tom, pass read, over. read this back sleeve. This will kind of paint a picture of what we're talking about. I've seen this guy before. <laughs> Where have I seen this fucker before? I don't know. Read the quote. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought he had already started. Yeah. <laughs> I once asked a gypsy girl, friend, whether she ever went to the theater or the movies. And she replied, when I was 14, two men fought with knives over me. One stabbed the other to death. I touched the dead man. He was really dead. The other was really alive. That's the difference between make-believe life and real life. Mine is real. Okay. That's there we it. go. So <laughs> this is this is something Klaus Kinski feels is very important to paint how he feels about life and how his is so much more visceral and real than the people around him. Well, look, that'll I, I would buy that book. Yeah. That's a too. great way to sell a book. I did. Originally <laughs> fucking hot to have two dudes fight like that. Originally yeah. in the early 80s when this book came out, it was called All I Need Is Love, and then because of some EMI uh lawsuit, they had to change it. So it became Kinski uncut. Kinski yeah, now uncut. it refers to his peepee uncut. Yeah. Peepees. Yeah, so he is Cla- German. So yeah, Gla- uh, Klaus Günther Karl Naksinski was born in Germ in to the German nations of Zopod, free city of Danzig, which is now Poland. Oh, he's <laughs> born in the Danzig corridor. Uh yes. Wow. To Glen Danzig. Nineteen twenty-six. Yeah. Oh, rough year to be born. Yeah, he's <laughs> in uh, Germany. <laughs> He had a rough one. His father, Bruno Nekinski, was an opera singer, according oh. to Bruno. There is no other citation of saying he is one, but he claimed his entire life he was. His, his son never saw this, according to Bruno, but Kinski claimed no one even saw him sing. In reality, he was a pharmacist who grew up an orphan. His mother, Susan Nay Lutz, was a sweet, toothless nurse. Wait, Susan Day Nuts? Susan <laughs> Nay Lutz. Toothless? Yeah, she had no teeth. It sucks that shit good, then. Yeah. <laughs> Day Lux. No, no cheese grater. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. When you're going out and 
Let me see how little of these. I yeah, if there are any, any, to- any toothless baby. nurses out there, hit up Mike. Yeah. He's looking for a lady. One eight hundred sleepies. That's Mike's number. <laughs> We're trying to assume that I'm a rapist. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what are you ta- <laughs> was on. the youngest of four. Kinski grew up very poor and seemed to resent his father because of this. He goes into great depth shitting on his father's uh, clothing style. Um, Just like a dweeb? Yeah, he was a dweeb, but he also wanted to seem like he had money, but did it so poorly that everyone saw through it. For example, he used to take, uh, he had eyeglasses, and he would just take one lens and wear it like a monocle and (laughs) be blind in the other eye. Oh, like Fritz Lang style? Yeah, just, you got no drip, Dad. Embarrassing me. He rags on how ugly his dad's face was for a really long time in the book, probably about a half page, and how his head looked like a damaged turnip for the first three pages of the autobiography, finishing his rant by calling his father a harmless pig and saying he loves him. That's German so love right well-adjusted, this yeah. guy. <laughs> I'm thinking some, uh, some daddy issues. There's all the issues. You <laughs> name an issue, he's got. Well, I mean, if your dad dressed like that, you'd have some issues too. <laughs> I mean, one thing, I, whenever I play Mario 2, I get choked up because I see Mario pulling on my dad's head from the ground. <laughs> Kinski claimed he was forced to steal food for his family young, uh, as a young boy pretty often. They had a flea ridden apartment and in constant debt to their landlord. When he was young, he was hit by a motorcyclist while crossing the street, causing serious head trauma. Klaus described much of his childhood as being kicked out of various flop houses with his family of six in one bed. Oh, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, which is really not (laughs) cool at all. They really painted that quite yeah, well. Like it was yeah, fun. Yeah. They made a bed according to like having those ten sick old people, and yeah. the Charlie, the Charlie <laughs> rather factor. than just a twin bed that's yeah. fitting six yeah. people. Yeah. According to Klaus Kinski, the author of Kinski Uncut, Klaus was sent <laughs> to a child's home to make sure he had food. Later, he, kid. He claimed this place was like a prison, and the caretakers would abuse children. He was most likely expelled from the kids' home for throwing up on one of the caretakers' face. This is what he says. You ever do that? <laughs> no. Throw up on someone's face? <laughs> no. I threw up on someone's shoe once when I was in kindergarten. Did really? you feel bad about it? I mean, a little. I was in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to feel bad. I remember, uh, it's very similar. I was also in kindergarten. I was about 21 20 around <laughs> and i was waiting online to get into this club and i drank in two bottles of port oh god, oh now, god. yeah somebody gave it to me free uh so i was waiting it was halloween i'm waiting on this line to get into this club i get up to the the bouncer and i just puked like red all over his shoes oh <laughs> were they white shoes did they let you in? They attack you? <laughs> nah, but he he was cool. He He's was cool like about he was it? like, all right, I get it, I get it, get out of here, idiot. <laughs> leave. <laughs> I mean, it's probably pure port. It's like that the coffee when they the monkeys eat the beans. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's probably like better. A weird. Ra- I've had that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I haven't really thrown up like that. You're on to someone. Well, you got to find the right person. Always the first. It's true. I used to pretend. I just take a shit and flush the toilet in school, and like I threw up, but I go home. <laughs> well, what they gotta do? Argue, search exactly. your butthole for brown. Yeah, I like, I flush it right, I don't want to leave it. Yeah, it's nasty. So Klaus's parents did eventually find some steady income, 
His mother would sew in their little apartment all night long, keeping the family awake. Klaus tells a story. At age 12, while climbing a garden wall to steal some plums from a rich person's garden, he somehow got tangled in a thicket of thorns. While entangled, he notices the next yard over has a dozen or so naked ladies. Hey. He gets so horny and worked up that he passes out in the thicket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. I have thrown up I'm, on someone. I've never been so <laughs> horny I've passed out. Yeah. I mean, I have passed out, but in a thorn bush? Yeah, in I'd the thorn I'd be like, all right, I can't really. I mean, this hurts. I mean, maybe he's into getting. I mean, German. 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 Does he have a know, giant dick, dick like, like he got hard the for the first time and lost the blood? <laughs> yeah, this know. is not impossible. I mean, it's, uh, we don't know for sure. Well, I, I was, can't write it off. I was to say, uh, Tom, like, going into this, do we know what his dick looks like? It's probably uncircumcised. Okay. Because uh, he is German, and it is pre-war. I wasn't sure if it was, like, confirmed. Uh, Kinski P. We could probably find out more in the next... I'll do a little bit of side research. I don't want you to do any research because there's some very... Nobody listening to this, do any research. Let me present because there's some weird shit that's been coming to light recently. And if you type in Klaus Kinski, you'll find out it's a spoiler. All right. Ruins it all. No spoilers. So you need to do some deep diving into what his pee-pee look like. I'll find out. Yeah. Kinski worked a slew of odd jobs to help his family. Fish cleaner, laundry boy, shoe shiner, rug beater, a corpse washer... (laughs) and a medical waste disposal assistant. Kinski describes the family finally getting their first apartment in Berlin and goes into detail about how his sister, Inga's, morning piss routine and about how all he can think about is fucking her. Ooh. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's all right. his blood sister? His blood sister, yes. Oh, that's a little weird. This is followed by the tale of him almost fucking his sister and another one where he implies that he probably fucked his sister. Well, oh, you're so sharing the bed. He doesn't remember? No, they had their own apartment at this time, but oh. he doesn't. I think he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to come out and incriminate himself. Uh, yeah, and also remember when his dick is hard, he passes yeah, out. Yeah. So he could have just fallen in the wrong. Game way. of Thrones wasn't out yet, so yeah. there's less incest porn. So you know, wasn't right. sharing the bed. No, they weren't sharing a bed at this point. Now it was like um, from spooning as a kid. When you're they were sharing a futon, uh, <laughs> something of that nature. Well, welcome to roast morning no. bingo. You've just hit one of the. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a... Hello, my wife. How are you? It's Tom's wife Hello. just walked in. Hello. Come on in. You're just in time. Oh. I'm on a diet, so I hate you. Hell yeah. Yeah, Mike, your diet started, what, 26 yeah. minutes yeah, exactly. ago? exactly. He's going to get cake. <laughs> go for it. All right, come on in. You're I'm just crippled. in time. Sorry. Hello, hello. Good. Move the mic. Uh, yeah, that's all you need to do. This is ridiculous. He's moving his own mic. <laughs> yeah, Mike's I'm so glad you're here to hear all this one. This is all about... This is the least female-friendly episode probably ever. Uh, Uh, Worse than Dan Sickles Part (laughs) 1? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Worse than the the clitoral circumcisions of Richard Burton? Well, maybe. That was uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. That was inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for World War II. The Nizinski family uh, continued to live in poverty during the fighting. In 1939, Klaus was only 13, not old enough to enlist. Uh, according to the author of the book, Kinski Uncut by Klaus Kinski, <laughs> Klaus Kinski spent the next three years being obsessed with pussy and banging all kinds of little broads his age. Oh. Thirteen-year-old well, Germany's doing well. Probably a real happy time to be in Berlin. But he's poor as hell. He's not. Yeah, but you, the future's out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And also with that last name, probably very popular with the Germans. <laughs> mm. You know, I think he hated. 
He really hated the idea of war a lot, so he was bothered by oh, the whole thing. Oh, got in the way of the sex. Yeah, so th- th- he used sex to take his mind off the suffering of others. In 1942, he was old enough for Nazi service and made ma- was made into a Nazi paratrooper. Wait, he's not Jewish? No. Really? He's Kins- Polish. Yeah. But Kinski, it's not Kinski, <laughs> it's, he's German. All right. He's a German. Not Jewish. I just have blonde hair and weird eyes. Yeah, but he probably had <laughs> that's, one of those. That's what Hitler was after. Blonde hair, weird eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Deep set, off-putting eyes. Uh, yeah, so I guess he had one of those cool red parachutes with the Buddhist symbol on it. Oh. <laughs> I just like that uh, imagination. Look at me, I'm an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, this is the Navajo symbol for peace as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after starting his military career, Kinski decided not to be a Nazi anymore and deserted uh, his sharply dressed peers. He decided to run away by sneaking into an abandoned civilian home, finding some clothes and sw- to swap for his uniform. So, so he was more like a Christian Dior, not like a Hugo Boss kind of guy. Yeah, he's a Dior. Mm-hmm. He's like a uh, he's like a a Fubu guy. Fubu, <laughs> just not Hugo Boss. Yeah, yeah not. Okay. Yeah, he was off that. Um, so he stole some clothes that didn't fit him. Didn't even have shoes, and it was like around Christmas. Uh, he lived on apples and shit his pants for six days straight. <laughs> I gotta uh, do that. Wait, this is in '42 that he walked away. Yeah, '42. Okay. He he was in the military for five days, basically. <laughs> so we don't think he actually he was a paratrooper, but never actually jumped out of a plane. All right. Mm. Class claims that on his sixth night of hiding, he saw a cow grazing in a meadow, illuminated only by the, the rocket fire. Hungry for anything that wasn't a apple. He decided to catch that cow. Ooh. Oh, I think he was about to fuck that cow. Yes. That's, uh-huh. what, I, that's what I was No, about. he did that the first five nights. Uh, now uh, he's getting hungry. So maybe I could eat this thing. It's actually original Five Nights at Freddy's. It's him trying not to fuck a cow. <laughs> it's original. I one. mean, they are thick. Don't get too horny. Don't get too horny. Think about baseball. Look at the security guard and Klaus Kinski is in the ducks trying to fuck cows. <laughs> Since he had no weapon, he came up with a plan to jump on her neck and bite her throat. Oh my god. Not even necessarily to kill her, just get a chunk of the meat, okay? Now he snuck closer to the cow, and she got startled and started to book it. So Kinski chased the cow. She outpaced him for a bit, but Kinski eventually caught up to her, and, uh, you know, since the ass was the closest part, he decided to bite that part. But as soon as he bit into the ass of the cow while running, the diarrhea just exploded <laughs> out of this cow. Covering his face, oh, and oh. Uh, I'm sure he continued shitting apples the next few days. And oh boy, this is uh, this is uh, he chose to acknowledge yeah. that. <laughs> well, here's the best part: something to understand about the book. I'm going into this book. I'm going into this report. I'm doing this book report, really highlighting the parts he's highlighting. So his military experience was about three quarters of a page. <laughs> This event with a cow and getting shit on his face is about three pages. So you can see like <laughs> oh, okay. where he where he really puts his energy into. It's beautiful. There is something poetic about yeah. what he highlights throughout the book. But wow. let's be honest though. Anyone else get hungry when they see livestock? No. Uh, I crave really. cheese. Really? So, I mean a little bit. And you're like, oh man, all those cows. So you wait there for them. You're oh, telling oh, some me cheese. You, yeah, you gotta <laughs> get them udders and like leave it in your hot oh, car. I'm not for gonna a while. do it. No. No. <laughs> I think they're cute. I'm gonna go to a supermarket like uh, a normal person. <laughs> like, I think animals like I like pigs, I'm like, oh they're so cute. And then I'm like, that's bacon though. It's like fuck. Oh, I I guess get hungry. I'll get I just, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, look at that cow. That's like a million burgers for no, me. I wouldn't think that. Like, oh, I wanna <laughs> pet that cow. 
I'm, I'm, I'm turn vegan this, now. I want to throw it into a wood chipper and turn it into steak tartare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hell, Travis, man. I can't believe you. I thought I just ate a cheeseburger. <laughs> because he had no compass, Kinski's great escape turned out to be a giant circle that led him right back to the Germans he was running from. Thus. He was caught and sentenced to death for desertion. Really? As it turns out, the guard who was assigned to watch Kinski had the hots for him. Oh. Quote, when he drops his pants and tries to fuck, my, fuck me up the ass, I punch his skull to daze him. This time I escape in the right direction. This story Towards seems made up. This yeah. one seems made up. <laughs> and who says punch his skull? He speaks in the present a lot. Oh, okay. it's got, I write my scripts in the present yeah. to engage the audience, yeah. but the way he talks in the book, he's always in the present. Yeah. Very strange. But, I, I mean, who knows? He may have at least punched a guy. I think it was the farmer that took off his pants. Yeah. 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 It was a cow that took off his pants. <laughs> Kinski is caught by the British behind enemy lines. And uh, apparently he shot five times. I don't really know if that's true. Wait a minute. No medical records of this. What's the timeline here? <laughs> this is like the end of the war. Okay. Right. This is like, the... wait, it's 42 and he's getting captured by the British, but he didn't have time to make it to North Africa. So like... they, they bring... I wrote it down. Why am I guessing? The British take him captive and remove the bullets from his arm and leg. He spends time in a British POD, POW camp. POD camp? POD camp. Well, POD. I talk about that over and over. Ah, This is great. Next up, we're playing Satellite. <laughs> boom! Here comes a boom! It's so weird. The prisoners are like, they're either depressed and want to kill themselves or really ripped. <laughs> and really love Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Are the POD guys Jesus guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Geez. What? Yeah. Always have been? Or yeah, like... they're big G units. So, what is something on... It's uh... payable on death. Yeah, payable on death. Like, you're accountable. I thought that was just like a hardcore, like, payable on death. That sounds sick. Nah, it's good. You got to think about your soul, dude. Uh -huh. Yeah. Your like, soul is going to get in your way. I throw away my POD records now. Rock on, <laughs> Jesus. I thought it meant pussy or dick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a real... Yeah. Someone had to have said that once. <laughs> now, uh, he's at this POW camp, and the conditions obviously are bleak. The prisoners are only fe fed sauerkraut and water. That's good. Sounds great. I love sauerkraut. Uh, Imagine the smell coming from <laughs> no, no weenies? No hot dogs? No, no weenies. No, no meats. It's dry crowd. You gotta bring your own weenie. That's what they're on about. Uh, Klaus is interrogated, which is a huge waste of time since he had only been in the military for about five days before desertion. Uh, <laughs> what do you know? That cow uh, really tasty. <laughs> now, unfortunately for him, in May of 1945, the prisoners are shipped to England for safekeeping. But on the way, the boat was torpedoed by a U-boat. They survived... But basically, by the time they were there, the war was over. Yeah, I was going to say, in May, there's still a U-boat operating. <laughs> like, <laughs> they they were doing it. It was the last-ditch effort. Uh, the POW camp in Colchester, Essex, was still active, so Kinski was sent there. He what? talked about how the politics between the prisoners were handled in the bathrooms. Oh. Mostly things like who's jacking off who in exchange for what. Well, I was going to say, this sound, we know that this man's a horny man. Essex probably the best place in England to be. Why do you say whores? that? Yeah? yeah, it's the it's like the New Jersey of England. England, yeah. yeah. Oh. So the Geordie Shore, which is their Jersey Shore, is in Essex. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think that was a thing. Geordie Shore. Yeah, the Geordie Shore. Like if like oh. the equivalent of like if you were in Jersey, right, and you went to the Jersey Shore, 
Like, I really want to get a BJ, but she has a mouth full of clam strips. Oh. That can happen. <laughs> Is that scenario. right? Yeah. Just a woman opening her mouth and going, your accent has turned me off from <laughs> sex entirely forever. Yeah. That's terrible. That's Essex. Are you from the Turnpike? Yeah. Sausage roll. <laughs> Bake my beans. <laughs> I'm about to blow your fucking beans. <laughs> Now take off your trousers. <laughs> Kinski spent a year and four months in this camp, all while trying to get sick so he could be bumped to the list for deportation. So I guess the way the camps were working, they were rolling people out slowly. But since he was the new capture, he, he gets last. He's going to be the last one. Right. So he, was, he was considered a dreamer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what he did to wake up from his nightmare was eat cigarettes and drink piss to give himself a kidney disease. But it didn't work. So he was, in fact, sent home last, even though he had been drinking his piss for <laughs> months. You're healthier than ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shit, Boss. it worked. Boss. Yeah, at least he didn't have ringworm. That's what you do. You got to eat your cigarettes. Yep. We were just talking about that this weekend. Uh, he was dumped in Heidelberg and has to take the train back to Berlin. On the train, he meets a girl who he hangs out with that moves in with for a few weeks. One day, he gets sick of her and leaves her while she's out on the town. <laughs> In the hey, town dude. of hey, Tubingen, I don't know how to say this, Koss becomes chummy with a local theater owner and director. He writes to his mother, hoping she, uh, hoping he will send, she will send him candy. I don't know why. He brings this up a few times in the beginning of the book. Like, there's this dream about her mom being able to, his mom being able to afford candy to send to him. Mm. Well, she has Is no this teeth. his rosebud? Mm. This is Maybe. Him kind, candy? kind of, yeah. yeah. Isn't that like how all the fucking every European wants a Hershey bar? Like you just go to Europe and you just you got to bring Hershey bars because they just come out. Like you just sprinkle like Hershey, yeah, you sprinkle Hershey <laughs> they bars, scurry in, and they come in. And you can pet them and stuff. <laughs> oh, have Hershey bars in Europe. So the troops used to bring Hershey bars so they could pet the locals. <laughs> I just know anywhere in Ireland, no one has any candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, in the town of Tubingen, I'm saying that wrong. No, I wrote that one. I love it. Tubingen, that's where I want to probably This is probably a typo. (laughs) Um, He he becomes friendly with a theater secretary who sleeps with him uh, in a bed of leaves (laughs) in the middle of the park. Um, it is German late four. 1945. So the, That's probably like a five-star hotel at this yeah. point. At that point. Yeah, just a bed of leaves in the park. Uh, he describes her hymen as tough. Oh! Kins- oh. Kinski receives bad news. His brother Arn telegraphs <laughs> and says that his mother had died, and he no- knew nothing of what happened to the other members of the family. So Kinski uh, is heartbroken. Here, mm. I know. They were in Berlin in 1945. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Whoops! They got overexcited. <laughs> and bombed to death. I hear there's like some really good uh, deals in hotels in Berlin. Should we go? <laughs> sort of they're paying, paying us to town. stay there. <laughs> Russian. I actually was at a hotel with the Russian convention right before the war started. This current war. Oh, really? Yeah, they were the most annoying. They're playing guitars and yelling and drinking vodka. No, they weren't even drinking vodka. They're drinking Jameson. Eastern Europeans in general are very annoying. That's why I don't feel bad about the conflict. It's just like two people you don't like fighting. Right. Saying, hey, so that's another that. reason to bring that Hershey bar is because you can also distract them. You throw around the corner and they yeah. all go running around the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they can break it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they won't know how because they don't understand democracy, but. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. 
The theater offered Klaus a contract to stay with the company. He signed the paperwork, he took the 50 mark advance, and left town immediately. Klaus was performing shitty play after shitty play with another traveling theater group. He almost... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, he's almost gang-raped by a group of Moroccan soldiers, but narrowly escapes. I have no idea. There was not a lot of context around that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Klaus becomes infatuated with the company's owner's wife. He describes banging her with many sticky words. Later, Klaus demanded an advance from her husband. After refusing, Klaus punches him in the nose and skips town again. Kinski had to sneak into Berlin since the city was under military watch. He bangs a chubby girl in the mud while waiting <laughs> to strike. Didn't that happen to our friend in, when you guys went to... Uh... We, were, we were in Munich, though. Yeah, that was Munich. Yeah. But that happened with our friend. Our friend, yes. And the mud turned out to be human shit. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's the most German story. Have we ever told you this one? I don't, I don't know if I'm going to tell this one on... Yeah. Not right now. We'll save it. I'll tell it. I'll buy it. That'll be a Patreon. Yeah. In Berlin, he has an even tougher time than his childhood. He finds out his mother was shot by an American plane, and his father was still missing with no leads. He and nice Arn day. pull some stunts to get food like they did when they were kids. Uh, Gins Kinski also has gonorrhea now. Oh, classic. What a shock. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Got that mud, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he, auditioned mud. Yeah. he auditions for a famous theater in Berlin, the Schloss Park Theater, and he says he'd play Hamlet. Uh, it says he had played Hamlet. He never did. It was a lie. He hadn't even seen the play. But usually it's how you get into these old-timey playhouses. You go, oh, yeah, I've done this Shakespeare. And they go, oh, that's great. Right, and he's like, all right, first song in Hamlet. When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful. That's very German. That is exactly yeah. what they expect in a German production of Hamlet. His first role was uh, playing a page. In the oh, oh, man down. We go, ah, it's, is it sugar-free? Sugar His first role is playing a page in The Taming of the Shrew. He's bored after the first few performances and starts... Drinking the booze on while the show's going on. So making it fun. When the producer confronts Kinski, uh, he hits the guy with a bottle. Somehow he didn't get fired. I don't know. Germany was a rough place. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was fired for other reasons shortly after, though. Klaus had a rough winter. The apartment he and his brother had had no heat. So on days off, they went to warmth halls, which is something they had in Berlin at the time, which was basically just a giant state fire bonfire that was like inside cool. oh. yeah to huff it in huff the gas in or the smoke yeah i guess yeah you just hang out with the boys it's like Kids... going to the train station on standing by the fumes of the or just going inside the area where you buy a ticket yeah that's well just passing out in it's the, the least they could do <laughs> the only reason i'm homeless is because you kept bringing me to work late it's and true. i lost my job yeah it's true right at the end of the winter, the producer had a uh, a wardrobe. Oh, well, he's working with some play. He's still living on the street. He does that a lot. He lives on the street while he's doing work. At the end of the winter, the producer had a wardrobe department tailor uh, a coat for Kinski. Kinski never got the coat because uh, he couldn't help but grab the stream sis's, stream sis's snatch while she was making it. Ooh. So uh, he sexually assaulted... In 1940s, he, he, he was Me too Wow. He was wow. so ahead of the game. Post-war Germany, Me too <laughs> Wow. 
That's really hard to beat. Wasn't there someone else that we did that got Me Too'd in like the in nineteenth century and we were like shocked by it? Oh, oh it, it was, was Dewey. The, Dewey. Dewey, yeah, yeah. Dewey, yeah. It was like Dewey got drummed yeah. out of everything. I was like, wow, <laughs> you must have been real bad in the 1910s. Yeah, yeah. Lake Placid was uh, Weinstein Island. <laughs> yeah. You were biting nipples, like, <laughs> in public. Yeah, that's a little bit too far. Yeah. You muzzle for that guy. For the next play, Kinski was furious he was not cast as the lead and broke all the windows in the Sloss Park Theater. Uh, his contract was not renewed. Really? It's a shame. <laughs> well, He seems talented. They yeah. should have cast him as yeah. the lead. <laughs> He'd have a good time in adult films, I think. Maybe. We're going to get into that. Klaus right. <laughs> spends his unemployment time hanging around acting schools, which he despises. He hates acting schools, but this is where a lot of beautiful win- women are, and there are books to steal. So yeah, I should do that. I'm he wants to steal the books and mess around with the female students. He describes in far too much detail the act of banging a 13-year-old that he met at one of the schools. Oh. How old is he now? Like 20? Oh, boy. Yeah, he's like 22. Oh. And this... Side note. I, I Talk to weird, the mic. Weird side uh, note. Yeah, weird side note. Weird time for a side note. cut this out. No, you're already... Tell I'm not, not going to say it. Then tell me a different story. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, this is an autobiography. So he's like, oh, yeah. 13-year-old. Yeah. Someone I know, I don't know him personally, but he like he says, you know of somebody, I know of someone, fellow skater. I like okay. found out like through like some girl's TikTok. I was like, this girl like is hot, you know. She's like, but she like goes on these rants about her like abuser, and it's this fucking kid. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, what the fuck? He was dating her when she was like fifteen. <clears throat> he was twenty one. I was like, yo. <clears throat> Holy shit, TikTok's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Getting off this shit. The internet is nuts. Yeah. Chinese Let's social go back media. To this perfect time yeah, sorry, before the internet. Yeah. That was, this is a side note. It's rant. I found that out today. Yeah, this is a this weird. Is a... Take notes, kids. She made a whole book about him. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Who reads books these days? Exactly. Yeah, what a waste. Who cares? She's hot though. I was I, I want to start a publishing company where you pay me to publish your book. But I also get to edit it. And yeah. for every grammar, for every, uh, no, you're paying me every grammar mistake you have in there, that's 10 bucks. That's easy. I, like I will publish your book for free, but in my editing course, you will have to pay for every change. For every, for every problem that you have. And I will not change the wording of sentences outside of grammar problems. Wow. I was thinking about this on the beach the other day. I'm like, yeah. This would be fun. You would be a millionaire if you had the Great Reset by Alex Jones. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I got spell check. Why gotta have you do that? I can never read what the hell you're talking about in our text. You don't like punctuation what or capitals. Mean? It's spelled right, but... And who texts with <laughs> the punctuation? The syntax is all off. I do. What, a- what anyone, are you? Anyone who cares. Anyone with manners, Mike. <laughs> I can't help but care. I was taught. I was brought up to care. Oh, Be like text. my dad and put a period at the end of each text. No. <laughs> yeah, stop. I do so that. that you know when I we're done. I come from the yeah. era of fucking... Well, you guys were in the era, too. The no. flip phones, you know... T9 I, texting? I took that Short time. Area. I took the time to do the punctuation in the flip no. phones. No. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm allowed to do it. The only reason you're unemployed is because you didn't punctuate <laughs> i'll have you know when i was in community college i was brought up in front of the class and she read my paper in front of everyone told everyone how good i was did you plagiarize the paper no i wrote it did Allie write the paper <laughs> no i wrote it did you write the paper all in t9 what the fuck is that even, man? It the was typing, an M- MLA, typing. The MLA typing. format. Wasn't an acting class. No. 
Was it like, this is how Quasimodo would write a paper? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember what I wrote about. <laughs> Quick sidebar. You would remember. Was, if this was a real story, you would know exactly what you wrote I went to yeah. college, all right? Fuckers. I did, too. <laughs> when I was uh, when I studied right. abroad, I got a flip phone and I was doing T nine texting and it f it was so it was so much fun. It is it was like so much fun doing that again. Yeah, yeah. So fuck you guys. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, use your periods. Yeah, then you <laughs> get more. Of it. Yeah, now I have a normal keyboard and I type like a a scholar. <laughs> yeah, Connor's sex are perfect every time. Zero notes. I'm frequently misspelled. I feel attacked <laughs> right now. As you should, I'm attacking yeah. your generation. It's not just you. I My get generation? It. What do you mean? Yeah, it's people slightly younger than me. Well, Anyone. Anyone. Anyone that's a year over or under me. Yes. It's a different it's, generation. It's terrible. It's just awful. Eh, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. All right. <laughs> I'm going back here. Kinski was taken in by an antiques dealer slash whore named Gusto. Uh, she takes care of him for a while, buys him clothes, feeds him, um, and then, quote, she squishes my balls dry <laughs> like an orange squeezer. <laughs> squishes. 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 That, except the old, uh, the old word processor was trying to tell me that's not a word, and I was like, hey, yeah. Klaus said it's a word. Klaus it is. <laughs> yeah. Who's the editor of uh, Klaus Kinski Uncut by Klaus Kinski? Penguin Klaus. Klaus. Translated, Klaus <laughs> translated by Joachim Nergoschnell. Joachim Schell, Phoenix? Not Schnell, Schell. Uh, yeah, I guess that guy's really smart. Yeah, probably. Kinski spoke like six languages, but well, he just wanted to write in German. So I, yeah, yeah, I guess. His native tongue? Werner yeah. should have translated it. They didn't talk after a while. Oh. When this book came out, they, they were done. talking. They were <laughs> toast. Um, let's see. He is cast in a play called The Typewriter. During the play, his character is supposed to have an epileptic fit. Having not seen one before, he heads to the hospital to watch people undergo 1940 shock therapy, nice. which results in epileptic style fits. It's a great afternoon. I would recommend that. <laughs> he. <laughs> He can never shake the image of a young woman probably being shocked into a mental handicapped state for the rest of her life because her boyfriend left her. <laughs> Whoa. He stars in a play called Ghost by Henrik Ibsen. On opening night, Kinski got a cold. The director gives him some blow, which triggers an addiction almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm imagining he had like the faintest hit and was like, "This is what's been missing all my life." Pretty it's much. Cocaine. Yeah, it's like it's like the what's that? The Aronofsky movie where his eyes yeah uh, dilate. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He. <laughs> He spent. He actually had a good salary for this play, and he spent the entire thing on cocaine, like every bit of the. And he was broke yeah, by the end look, of the run. I'm gonna say that I'm like a financial advisor, and I would say that's a great financial movement to do. Uh, you know, they talk about cryptocurrency, uh, but there's also cocaine. It it lives in your nose. Yeah. It lives inside of you. How safe could that be? I think Very. the world would be a lot better if we were just allowed to do it. Yeah. I mean, his lifestyle up to this point sounded like a coke addict. Like, yeah. oh, I was so hungry, I ate a cow's ass, and then I only <laughs> ate sour cream, <laughs> sauerkraut, and water for three months. Like, yeah, I'm, you're on coke. This is true. <laughs> um, he did kick his habit, though. He probably revisits it later. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there, but... He he saw how bad it was for him and his acting, and, like, he cut it off within, like, a month and a half. Okay. All right. And this play, Ghost, was about a very good metal band, right? It was about a Whoopi Goldberg. No, it was based off the Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinski described a reporter. He, he described, not to a reporter, he describes a reporter who interviewed him after a performance. 
He literally described the por- the reporter's body for a full paragraph. Oh. Um, he then tells the tale of them fucking all night long like lunatics. And a few weeks later, he finds out she and her husband had committed suicide. Together? I guess so. That's oh. romantic. <laughs> it's the only way to fix things lights out we had something after his role in ghost he is picked up by the prestigious deutsch theater and is signed on for a season he plays claudio in shakespeare's measure for measure and receives his first okay paying acting contract but he hates the role and within weeks is taking ice baths to try to contract pneumonia so he can get out of the contract. <laughs> I like his style. Yeah. Just uh not I mean not having sex with young kids but uh, <laughs> Every, everything around him. Trying else. to get out of, out of shit like that. It's pretty funny. This reminds me I went to uh, a summer camp out on the like one of the forks in Long Island. And it was a like marine biology summer camp. Oh, cool shrimp! Oh. Yeah, it was, it was about, what started. Well, no, here. but it was in a swamp. Oh no, it was a swamp, so there oh, was no shrimp. Cross just cranberries. Yeah, cr- <laughs> uh, but anyway, I hated this place, and my camp counselor was Bryce. What a '90s asshole name to have a camp counselor <laughs> yeah, as. Seriously, yeah. I just Bryce's hated it. go by Bruce now. I think. Yeah, well, you know what, Bryce? <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, I hated this place so much that I I stole all the the um salad packets with the dressing oh right? yeah yeah and i you made mean? a little bowl of it and i put it out in the sun all day and then i came back after looking at cranberries or something and i drank it to oh, try to throw wild. up <laughs> yo i thought you were gonna like <laughs> dump it somewhere and be like i threw up there it is nah <laughs> dude you have to commit what it tastes like but that's what this boy's doing kind of yeah, yeah. like a hot jazz it didn't taste good and <laughs> i went to the nurse jazz. and i like called my parents i was like i hate this place i threw up like no you didn't <laughs> oh, it was sleep away too. You had to sleep yeah. there. Oh yeah. fuck! With no. fucking Bryce, <laughs> sleeping <laughs> with Bryce. Sleep with Bryce. Yeah. Come here and cuddle with me, Travis. <laughs> Dude, he's like, lax it up, bro. <laughs> Come cradle with me. <laughs> cradle me, boy. God, According to the savage. author of Kinski Uncut, Klaus Kinski, Klaus Kinski got on the bad side of the theater manager, uh, where they were performing measure by measure. He asked the guy for an advance, and when the guy wouldn't agree, Kinski grabbed him by the neck and slapped him repeatedly. The director enters the dressing room to see this and fires Kinski. Kinski refuses to remove the outfit and makes a mad dash to the exit. Kinski is running down the street in a medieval garb with no shoes on, followed by a director and a bunch of the other stagehands. Kinski ducks into a bar that he frequents and tries to hide. He fails at hiding and is cornered by a theater dorks. He jumps up on the table and shouts, If you want your costume back, then here it is. He proceeds to take off articles of clothing, chew them up beyond repair, while kicking at anyone who approaches. Eventually, he is naked, and the theater men leave empty-handed. <laughs> Wait, didn't he want to get off the contract? I don't know. <laughs> not, not This contract he not didn't want one. to get off okay. of. So this costume's too good. Fuck this. <laughs> I don't know. He just hates people. So this entire thing, I pictured, like, you know, like a Scooby-Doo thing where they're running, like, back and forth in between <laughs> the things. What I was about. But, then at the, but at the end, instead of, like, you know, Freddy going, and this is the guy the whole time, he just, like, pulls his own mask off. And he's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's Klaus Kinski. <laughs> After spending a day in jail for calling a policewoman a pig, Kinski heads to Munich and knocks up two chicks in the same night. <laughs> Sick. In Munich, he hands off his dramatization of crime and punishment to a director friend, uh, and then he meets a girl named Elsa, who he bangs for a while. 
They shack up and quote, mostly we gobble raw eggs to keep our strength for fucking. Mike? Uh, note, mental note. Raw <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Not Chinese food beforehand. Gobble eggs. Get embarrassed. <laughs> got the raw eggs. Mike's like, I got my Guy Fieri method, now yeah. I got these raw eggs. Raw it's eggs. It's going to work. And then, no, yeah, no Chinese food before. Several yeah. times in the book, he describes his diet, and every time it has hard boiled eggs. I hate that. So sometimes it's hard boiled eggs and water, oh, or hard boiled eggs, water, and terrible. lemons. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> it just smells real bad. Yeah. I do the raw eggs, but hard boiled, fuck no. Well, too bad for you. I know, I'm an You're idiot. just never going to be able to keep up your strength for fucking. Yeah. Huh, fuck it. <laughs> good. You don't like those little protein balls? They're good. No. It's like they, it's they sm I like the way it tastes. It's smell. Yeah, but Mike, they're eggs on the go. You can put them in your back pocket when you're skateboarding. And then when you fall and break your leg again, Have the eggs it'll already be cracked. It, yeah, yeah, and you can pan it, right? Yeah. Protein <laughs> eggs. I'll think protein about eggs. it. I got a long you had time to make, to yeah, protein you had to make, about it. You had to make an egg suit. Protein eggs. I had wonton egg drop last night. There you go. Protein. It's good. It's actually really healthy for you, but... Salt. It's like drinking salt water. Yeah, like, you keep it's saying, like, I got this from the Chinese food place. It's like, it's still not healthy. It's cheap. It's cheap as fuck. It's like three star. It's like kind of on the verge of being really shitty, but like it's still good. At the Every same Chinese food restaurant. Like, Wait, is, seeing a four star Chinese food restaurant is unbelievable. Yeah. It's yeah. not real. Is this the place right off um, Sunrise? No, it's Panda Kitchen by my high oh, school. Okay. Oh, it's not Jackie Chan's. That's your mistake. That's in the dance. So let's just drive. It's well, probably really good. Probably worth it. It's probably it's working tough. there. You want to work there now? Yeah, I'm saying Jackie, Jackie Chan's probably working at Jackie Chan's. Oh, definitely. You should yeah. work with him. <laughs> Get an internship. I would, yeah. I would love your to. Mandarin. Join the Jackie Chan Union. I want to fight him. <laughs> Local 207. <laughs> Jackie Chan Union. S Local 69. <laughs> I wonder where that is. Is that a union? I don't know. Who knows what these numbers are even from? <laughs> He lives, uh, Klaus Kinski, he lives in the Bavarian Film Studio dressing room. Oh. He made an arrangement with an acting agency. It's not very clear about what his exact role is while he's there, but it seems like every time a producer or director walks in, he has to go greet them. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was kind of the extent of... Right. This is what I do now. Hey, I have to go greet people. Yeah. I'm an ambassador. Hello, <laughs> I'm like, just a random actor. It's the worst guy in the world you want to meet. I like to meet him. During his stay at the Bavarian Film Studio, he winds up banging a producer's wife and is barred from the studio. My wife! <laughs> so he heads back to Berlin. Back in Berlin, he does recitals in cafes, uh, cafes um, ballads by Francois Villon, shit like that. His performances were free, but he would fill up his hat every night. With tips, tips, people just love seeing him recite soliloquies and verse. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice, I remember nice. when I said he knocked up two ladies in one night. Yeah. Well, one of them... Has a kid? One of them had the kid. What about <laughs> the other one? We don't know. Probably <laughs> did. She's dead now. Oh, well, she probably just had hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't knocked up, yeah. just smelt like an egg. Yeah. Uh, her name was Gislinda. Gislinda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gislinda. G-I-S, Linda, well, Linda with an E, like, you know, the German, so Linda. Yeah, so she definitely just went by Jizz. <laughs> just call yeah. Jizzy. Old Jizzy. <laughs> Old Jizzums. Uh, one of the ladies he knocks up, she decides to keep the baby. So Kinski now has a kid named Pola. Polak? 
Pola. Oh, uh, Marco. Just cut that out. <laughs> it's all right. I'm from Polish to yeah, Polish so stays. Zwick. Shout out. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being you. Klaus tries his hardest to do a family thing. He gets an apartment, a credit line for furniture, starts growing up. Now, this lasts for about a week. And he sends Jislinda and Pola to live with Jislinda's <laughs> mother. Kinski works on dubbing a Russian film, Ivan the Ter Terrible. His pal, uh, his Russian pal, Sasha, casts him in a one-man play, Le Voy Humane. Kinski plays a woman having a conversation with her boyfriend who is dumping her. The play sold out for two months in advance, but the German military decides to shut down the theater. So, no matter what Sasha tries to do, the guy's put, uh, putting on the play, they won't let up because he is of Russian descent. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Kinski moves back to Munich and marries... Just Linda, so he can be closer to his daughter. Mike, this is uh, you need to find a nice girl named Jizzy. Come I'd on, I love to. I call her Jazz. <laughs> jazz. Find yeah. your Jazzy. Yeah, I call Jizz Jazz. Oh yeah. What do you call jazz music? Jizz. 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 Nice. Jizz on rock. Correct, dude. I love. Uh, Mike always puts on some jizz when he's jazz. Yeah. Miles. <laughs> Miles. Miles Davis. Jizz. Hear those trumpets? Time the jazz. He's out there. He's beep bopping. Ba da ba ba ba. Scatman jazz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm about to jazz. <laughs> Let me do some heroin now <laughs> yeah. to really make my jizz authentic. Jislindo <laughs> lives with her family, and Kinski decides to live in the park across the street. Nice. Every day he visits Pola, and if no one is home, he enters the apartment. Uh, no one else is home. Pola lets him in. Not Pola. Uh, Gislinda lets him in so he can wash and shave. He walks Paula in the park and meets other strollering parents, one of which he begins banging regularly <laughs> while her husband is out. Somehow, the one-man play gets back into production, so back to Berlin. The performances are sold out for a month in advance this time, but a few days before the premiere, Klaus collapses in the street uh, with a bad case of jaundice, most likely related to his diet of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Hot water and lemons, <laughs> as well as some hepatitis. Well, he's, at least he's not getting scurvy. Yeah, <laughs> we know he's, he's scurvy free. Yeah, so this guy smells like eggs. He's yellow, and he, he's like having oh, seizures, banging everything, banging that everyone. <laughs> yeah, what are these women that are like, oh, this nice, smelly yellow it's man? Late I would love 40s to. He's <laughs> Germany. He's probably one of twelve men. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he really got to pick a lot. <laughs> They're always married too. That's dangerous territory. I guess. Well, they're all over the they're, they're married or 13, somewhere. Yeah. You know, hot water either way. What is this? Eau de Cologne. Egg. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> yellow eggs. Yellow. Yellow perfume. Virgin boy egg. <laughs> you smell like a perfect amount of piss and an even more perfect amount of an egg. Kiss me. <laughs> mm. Klaus was in the hospital for eight weeks, during which he claims to have eaten out a fat nun frequently. <laughs> His impatience and inability to pay for the hospital bill Whoa. causes him to sneak out in the middle of the night and meet up with his newest lady, Milena. I just love that everything so far has been, I banged this broad, I banged this one. <laughs> yeah. it's just, I ate out this nun. Like, yep. well, didn't bang her. Oh, he's, he's respecting religion. It's a nun. Come on. He can't bang a nun. He's a munch. Um, <laughs> and you, you know uh, song about, Connor? What, Wait, who's a munch? That? Oh, it's a song where this chick named Ice Spice. You never heard that song? Oh, no, I'm no back? Idea. No, that's a different one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, have you heard that song? Munch? I have no idea. I've not heard that one, though. 
Is that butthole? Can I say the can I say the lyric? No, yeah, no, no, we're not allowed. It's racist. Is it racist? Well, I, but when I say it, it's gonna be racist because n bombs. Well, just don't say it. Yeah. He. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. All right. We'll watch the video later. Watch the video. Okay. <laughs> fine. I, don't yeah, be racist, ice, Mike. We don't spice, like that. Munch. There we go. Yeah. Unless it's really funny. Um, it's about guys eating out chicks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. These are good things. Yeah. Is this on the plumber's test you're taking? <laughs> yeah. He's a munch. Finish he eats this it. lyric. He eats my pussy. He eats it for lunch. <laughs> wow. Hard. <laughs> How are those lyrics? Pretty good. Pretty good. So now we have. Yeah, he was a thumbs up. <laughs> Klaus Kinski, he's sneaking out of the hospital to meet Milena, a Yugoslavian who would only let Klaus bang him, uh, bang her after she weighed his nuts with her hands. <laughs> like with her hair? Well, she wanted to make sure he wasn't messing around behind her back, so... Um, when she had, like, deli hands? Oh, with her hands? This is hair. No, with her hands. So she would feel if... If his nuts were empty, she would say, you've been screwing around, come back another time. Right, so she had deli hands. She had deli like when hands. You're, like, when yeah, you're yeah. like, let me do like a half a pound of mortadella, right? Yeah. Does this like, look right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you got to be able to feel it out. The more time you spend in a deli, you got real good at that. This lady was very specific where they're not. Down to the semen. Yeah. Down yeah. to each wow. little sperm absorbed. As soon as she stopped ball weighing, Klaus was <laughs> started banging her sister, who was definitely under 16. Oh, Wait, God. so he would, she would, she was a checker. For her sister? Well, no, she was... So what happened was is that her, him and Milena were banging for a while. Okay. And then as soon as she stopped doing that and gained his trust, then uh, he starts banging the sister behind mm. her back. See, I was just thinking that her she was just weighing for her sister. No, no. Like, okay, oh, let me come check. Yeah. <laughs> no, Get no, in there. Good to go. <laughs> um, Vera was the sister, and uh, I forget exactly the relationship that they had personally, but I think Milena lived in... Her, her own apartment, and Vera lived with her parents. So, according to the author of Kinski Uncut, Klaus Kinski, Klaus <laughs> was banging Vera one day while Vera was playing hooky from school. Her mother came home early. Vera hid in the bathroom, and Klaus... <laughs> and Klaus, who stayed with them, occasionally started small... Uh, who She started some small talk to cover up this weird-looking situation. Uh, the mother saw his boner. Oh, and couldn't resist and jumped on it immediately like some kind of Brazzers pornography. This is made up. No fucking way. No, this is, this this is according to the author yeah. of this book. <laughs> the guy who wrote the book yeah. is right and he has to know. It's in a book, Mike. Wait, and then, it's and then, she, real. Got, then she got stuck in the dryer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, back then, I, I think it was a butter what are you doing? <laughs> Step Kinsky. I mean, if it's true, that's... I gotta, go, I gotta go to Germany. <laughs> yeah. You have to go to Germany in a time machine. Yeah. I don't know. Is Germany that different now? <laughs> They're all true. prudes That's now. true. They're all prudes. Except for Rammstein. I don't know. They're prudes, too. Yeah. Uh, Klaus is now ready to get back to theater. Uh, the play that he had been working on was rescheduled, and it opens up, and people love his acting. Of course they love his acting. He's Klaus, Klaus. Kinski. It's got weird eyes. <laughs> After a few performances, Klaus starts feeling sick again. He wakes up in the ER where the doctor thinks he tried to kill himself because of the pills he had been taking to We're help actually him. hard boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the you've been eating fourteen hard boiled <laughs> eggs every hour. 
Um, so I guess he was taking something for his gallbladder. He was feeling pain. Uh, so he's taking some shit. They were like, you're trying to kill yourself. He said, no, my, I'm just in pain. He was not trying to kill himself. He's just insane. So after his stomach is pumped, he jumps out of a second story window to escape Sick. the hospital because he knows that he has some outstanding bills. The orderlies catch him and throw him in a padded cell. Oh. And then eventually commit him to a loony bin. Um, upon arriving at his new loony bin, he kicks the doctor in the balls immediately. <laughs> and then he bangs the nurse, right? This is like, I see No, he a, eats the nurse, though. Yeah, he yeah. eats him out. Okay, you're yeah, right, it was, in, it was run by nuns. Yeah. Let's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> he is processed and, and tossed into the auditorium of crazy people. In the book, he doesn't mention how long he's there, but he says his brother Arn helps get him released. An entire page of this autobiography... Kinski describes a run-in with a wasp. The insect is buzzing around the room and driving him crazy. He's going into how he stunned the wasp with a tablecloth, then strangled the wasp with a little string. <laughs> I mean, not, nothing much to do in I That guess, might be the cell. weirdest thing you've mentioned so far. Yeah, <laughs> it gets weird. <laughs> it. Let's see. Kinski gets back into acting, and... um. He's over being treated like scum. Now he starts he starts being a little picky with their contracts, make a little more money. His food is being provided to him by a couple who bang him out on the regular. <laughs> he begins to feel like a whore, which doesn't bother him that much because he thinks of acting as whorish. Mm. After passing on his first mu movie contracts, Klaus gets his first big deal. He is paid, then quickly terminated for allegedly having too strong of a face for German cinema. He meets a hairy Austrian woman who works in the film as a film distributor and does some very unsexy sex acts with her. Shave her legs. Something very strange. He tries to please her. <laughs> he tries to please her enough so he can get involved with the company, and it doesn't actually pan out for him. So he's just like, ah, just been banging this ape woman for Ugh. a week now <laughs> for no reason no reason damn it <laughs> he's got to pomade the hairs down <laughs> or up or up yeah um he's back in the streets reciting villain for money of course uh when his wife Jislanda <laughs> is in town <laughs> Jizzy Jisland. Uh, when she's out of town he kidnaps his own daughter from her grandparents just to spend time with her oh Wait, but are they not like? Wait, he's not like on good terms to hang out with. No, he's a stinky child. egg man. So uh, like, I don't know. It's... They're like, he can come by the house if we're here. He can't have the child. Oh right, he has to take a shower outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not allowed hose. to eat an egg on Fridays before the weekend visits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's cast in the lead role of Dostoevsky's The Idiot, and is forced to grow out his beard and hair. He claims he is made. <laughs> he looks like a victim. I mean, he feels like a victim for people yelling at him, abusing him, strangers in the street, because apparently in Germany, having long hair was like a cardinal sin. I yeah. feel like the idiot, that's like, I remember reading that, and I feel like the the character in that is Klaus Kinski. Like, doesn't he have, like, syphilis, know. and, like, he's just, like, going insane in Russia? I don't know. Maybe just I, banging I, I rods? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know anything about uh, Russia. Other than they're probably a bunch of nice people. Yeah. And they export a lot of bees to Germany. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> That's why they're in financial trouble. We don't have enough bees. <laughs> Russian bees. 
The bee pipeline. That's how Europeans well, warm their homes. Yeah. <laughs> bees, they just go around in circles real quick. It's getting warm in here. Let a few of those bees out. Yeah. And strangling wasps really yeah. gets the blood pumping. That's yeah. another reason why I like the Hershey bars. Oh, it just... attracts the bees. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of time it takes to strangle a wasp with a little string. Yeah. That well, wasp was dead. Yeah, <laughs> wasp yeah. was already dead. I mean, you're in a prison cell. You got time or padded cell. No, this is when he was out of the oh, padded cell. Was... Um, Strange then. Well, you may have predicted that Gislinda and Kinski get divorced. Kinski moves on. He moves with a produce. Uh, moves. Uh, oh, okay. He moves in with the idiot of the producer and starts banging some ballerina. Nice. And then another broad, while the idiot is, is still continuing its run. The latest one, Jasmine, becomes a hooker. Kinski goes into detail about her time as a call girl. A lengthy and horny amount of time. <laughs> he loves Jasmine and is ready to move in with her in Ber Berlin. But when he gets to Berlin, Jasmine has been killed by a reckless driver. Oh, damn. I can show you Berlin. <laughs> it's very nice. We have good hen eggs. Super small. <laughs> For diet. You gotta get those quail eggs for, <laughs> for the slim pants, yeah. you know? It's always the good ones that get killed. Every time. Kinski's heartbroken. In an attempt to outrun his sadness, he makes his way to Marse Marseille to join any shipping company that'll take him. Hopefully take a ship to the Far East. He sells everything he owns. Page flip. Oh, to some Arabs. <laughs> some <laughs> Arabs? <laughs> yes. Um, and wanders around looking for employment. No shipping agency will take him on, so he works on the dock. He claims he spends all of his money on the nastiest hookers you've ever seen. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. So we're adding to the flavor profile here. The smell, <laughs> so the now instead of just hookers, now they're nasty. Yes. Yeah, and well, we've got nasty hookers, hard-rolled eggs, and like a dock worker. Right. Like fish <laughs> smells. Well, Billy fish Joel. smells, speaking of which, explicitly he explains his relationship and how he feels compelled to eat out their vaginas, even though he knows they all have VD. Ah, this is like his doing his duty. Like, <laughs> yeah, he felt like that's my sins. He, it's just a place he needed to be in. That so time. he's the opposite of DJ Khaled. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, what I compare him to? Now, this might be related, but Kinski developed a boil in his throat. I can imagine. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, the boil gets bigger and bigger to the point where he can barely swallow. <gasps> He doesn't want to go to a hospital just in case he's wanted for something and uh, he doesn't know it because this is not out of his realm. He finds a doctor who will perform a surgery, uh, perform the surgery for a small fee. He goes to the German embassy and slips them a note because he can't speak, explaining his situation, asking for money for the operation. They give him 300 marks. In order to save the money, he decides to operate on himself with a kitchen knife. Oh. So, sticking the kitchen knife down his throat. Until oh. the boil bursts inside of him, <laughs> throwing up a pint of pus, relieving his misery. <laughs> you know what? This is gonna sound gross, but it's probably very satisfactory to pop that sucker in. <laughs> like Dr. Pimple Popper on like extreme level. Yeah, yeah. Inside your throat. <laughs> How do you even see it? Like you guys can feel it. It's really, all right, that's gotta be it. I don't know. I just know he definitely it definitely happened. It's in a book. And he, yeah, oh, yeah, so it definitely happened. Those nasty whores he was having sex with. <laughs> I think this is the most credible point of the story. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now, while he's healing up, he has an epiphany. He decides that he does not want to only work on a boat, but he wants to own a boat. 
And the yes. only viable way he can think of doing this is acting in movies. So it's the ultimate form of whoring. He didn't want to act anymore. That's why he was doing this escapism thing. Uh, he was gone for a few months. Now he's just like, oh, I guess I have to resort to acting. So I can buy a boat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I make a lot of money? Fuck, man. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> man, that sucks, dude. I know. Make I wish I could money. feel that. And luckily, he's immediately cast in the movie Hanusen. He hates the movie, but the money takes him from being homeless to living in a snazzy modern apartment and getting his first Cadillac, which was crashed in the first week. Oh, he got his, he got his boat. Yeah. <laughs> See, he crashed the, um, the Cadillac into a truck, and he was brought to court. So he was at fault for the accident. Klaus is taken to German court, where the judge is disgusted by Kinski's arrogance. He's ordered to pay 10,000 marks for the damages or go to jail for 300 days. That's easy. Guessing he goes to jail. No, he he paid it. Oh. <laughs> he wow. went down to the embassy and slipped him a note. Yeah, right. <laughs> he gave him 300 marks. Yeah. <laughs> got in an accident. But can we still do that? Can I just like, go to Canada and be like, I got to get just, No, you can't surgery. speak. You just got to give him a yeah, note. Yeah, I got to give him a note. Help. Help me. He could have got free tattoos in prison. It's true. Uh, you think you'd want to tattoo a guy like that? I mean, He'd yeah. do it himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While Klaus is out filming a movie called Children, Mothers, and, uh, Mo Children, Mothers, and a General, the oh. police pick him up for a previous charge while he's at his inn. The reason he gets picked up was because the inn registry, he listed his birth date as born before the Christian era. <laughs> <laughs> and his job was that he was a whore and he had no legal residency. <laughs> The landlady didn't find that humor funny at all, uh, so she brings another registry form, and when he, he fills out with fake Chinese characters, <laughs> she, right, uh, this is the coolest thing he's done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start filling that out on my tax returns and shit, or like my tax. I was born in 26 <laughs> BC, and yeah. I'm a whore. <laughs> He genuinely thought he was a whore, though. Like, yeah. throughout his whole, like, when people ask him, when he does interviews and stuff about acting, he always refers to it as whoring. It's very weird. So I think he was kind of genuine about that one thing. I think um, more actors should go by that. Like, I'm just a whore. I'm not, there's nothing special about me. I make stupid movies about the Hulk and jump around <laughs> well, in front of a green he's like, like, people had like a fucking monkey. He's, like, tapping into something here, because, like, ancient Rome and Greece, the old... The lowest class of people, aside from slaves, was actors. Well, they should be. Like, that. prostitutes had a higher social standing than actors oh, and actresses. Well, there were should. no actresses, but... Yeah. <laughs> His lawyer gets him out of jail, and Klaus moves into a hotel with an actress simply referred to as Ugly Mug. <laughs> who he can only fuck in the dark. <laughs> it's still fucking up. Classic. Klaus tells a story, uh, or rather he paints a picture... Of his great empathy for others. He's hanging out in the lead, red light district in Berlin where he meets a burnt out hooker. He goes on to describe what a pitiful person she is and how sad it makes him. So to do his part, he bangs her harder than she's ever been banged before <laughs> and gives her enough money for 10 jobs. Oh, he's a good dude after all. <laughs> so kind. <laughs> so kind. But also, doesn't really he look the same of himself? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's why he's always looking for the highest tray. pay, though, you know? Uh, the most important thing for him is the pay. Pay. Yeah. Now, he signs the contract for a couple movies, but doesn't mention anything about them in the book. He's just like, yeah, I did a few more movies. This is kind of how the book is. Like, usually when I do research on an actor, they talk 
the author the writes about the book a little bit. Like, I mean, the movie this is work on. Yeah, Even like it's just way too much, too. A little too much, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's just like, I did this movie. <laughs> and then I ate a hot dog. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, and, and then I fucked a nasty And then whore. I banged yeah. the hot yeah. dog vendor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We um, did it uh, in the hot dog <laughs> yeah. water. There's it 20 was pages so romantic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what he does mention is that the producer of the movies he signs up with, um, he the wife, he does sex with. Yeah, him. he's got to bang the wife. Yeah, got to bang it. Got it. Uh, I've also just just for reference here, I probably skipped about thirty sex stories so far because they do get redundant. <laughs> I've just been expecting them every time you finish a sentence that it would follow with, and then he banged this person. Yeah, next sentence, gonna... and then he banged this person. Mike, we're yelling at you about punctuation. That's called punctuation. <laughs> now I know. Suspense. <laughs> we're going to story. We're going to play a game at the end of this episode where I open up a random page and, and we find the sex story <laughs> on that area because it it works out like that. It's phenomenal. Let's see, where are we? The director of the Vienna Bergs Theater offers him a five-year deal at the highest rate he's ever seen on paper. He's given access to a rehearsal chamber for four weeks for his play. Uh, the play is Ghost Tasso? Don't even know. Good one, I've seen it. <laughs> Banging. It's like Chris Cats. Hemsworth. <laughs> it's like Cats. <laughs> he requests to work with no other actors, just chairs where they would be standing. Uh, the play is a great success, and Kinski claims... That the people of Vienna never wanted him to leave. Too bad because he leaves quickly to perform Prince Heinz in Munich. The, and opening... the great bean, <laughs> the bean play. <laughs> so he's uh he's about to bake his beans. Uh, Oi! Playing Prince Heinz in Munich. Let me see your jewels. <laughs> <laughs> the opening day of Prince Heinz, Kinski's uh, has a warrant out for his arrest. Ah. Good boy. The play's actor puts some fancy maneuver, and uh, he has the Bavarian government cover the debt, which led to the warrant, since the play was funded by the government. Ah, you know, having a star money. would be a net negative for the Bavarian treasury, so that's smooth. Can't have King of Beans in jail for your show. <laughs> no. Gotta need those beans, dude. Uh, for the past year, he's been banging the producer's wife, Anuksa. Uh, they were traveling together for a while, but when Kinski went back to Vienna to work on a movie, Anuksa left him because Kinks Kinski would not stop fucking the extras. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Kinski must be done. Why do people want to sleep with this guy? I don't know. Again, it's cop. Germany in the 50s. There yeah. are not many men around. That's true, I guess. Let me see your Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> That's good. God. Pretty good, Mike. Boss. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Kinski rents a massive apartment that basically turns into bordello. The woman he moves in with, uh, she moves in pretty moves out pretty quick because she finds him cheating. Of course, uh, Kinski, distressed about his lady friend leaving, finds her at her parents' house, and she uh, knocked herself out by sleeping pills due to distress. Oh. And to make sure he's always with her in some way or another, he rapes her in her sleep. And shoots a goodbye load into her. Oh, that's so oh. Last one. I love you. Oh. oh, this is gonna set a record for most. Oh, uh, He's, yeah. No, he, <laughs> and he wrote that himself into a book. Yeah, that's like something you don't have to tell anyone. That's how. That's how you know it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's honest. Yeah, maybe he was having a lot of sex. Like, <laughs> he had to have. Shortly after, Klaus meets the love of his life again, Biggie. Oh. Biggie. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. 
Biggie Small. Biggie Small. Yes. yes. Who was little. She was a 17-year-old girl. Almost uh, she, she moved. <laughs> All right. So hold on, I'll tell the story how they met. It's kind of weird. School. He just like stalks her. She was working okay. in a glove store because back then you had one type of product in stores. It was oh. like Amazon or even yeah. like Kmart or whatever. Yeah. It was the hat store. That's yeah. how it's scarf. This is the can opener store. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so she's working in a glove store and he's standing outside eating a salami, <laughs> watching her in the window touch these people's hands. Does the glove right, so fit? You're talking about mm. true romance right now. This is the first time this guy's ever in love. Exactly. So he walks in, he goes, um, I need some gloves to fit real tight. And uh, he starts hitting on her, and then the boss comes out. He's like, what's happening here? And Kinski goes to the boss something like, uh, hey, your employee? Oh, I'm taking her. She's <laughs> mine. And Biggie was like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he said yeah. so. He does have a salami in his hand, eating outside like a hooligan, like a juvenile escaped from school. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't see any eggs, but I smell them, so. <laughs> How old is he at this point? His he mid-20s? is, this is, no, he's close like, to 30s now. Probably 30. 31. He's born in 26. We're hovering. 50s now? We're hovering around 60. He's probably early 30s, actually. A, a little a little sidebar. I mean, so, I mean, we're talking like 17. Like, even when we're talking, that's gross. But then you think about back when we were kids and we watched like that, uh, what they had, the girls gone wild with Snoop Dogg and shit like that. Yeah. Most of those girls were probably 17. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This kid I know, he was dating a 15-year-old. I was like, damn, bro, I didn't know about you. That's crazy. I know you back then, but. <laughs> That's, uh, all I was just saying is it's not that long ago since Snoop Dogg was <laughs> since Snoop Dogg did it happens all since time. Epstein was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they were <laughs> those glove store employees for Epstein were a little younger than seventeen, <laughs> yeah. making the so, Mickey Mouse gloves. The t- the two of them fall in love and uh, they move in together, and she follows him on tour. He's doing like these theater tours now, kind of regularly. Kinski describes some of the most suicidal driving I ever heard of in my life during his tour with his now nine-month pregnant Biggie. Uh, between shows, they have tremend- a tremendous accident. How they didn't die, I don't know. He crushed a Jaguar under a truck, and they both walked away from it. But um, to make sure she was okay with the nine-month like pregnancy, he put her on a plane to Berlin immediately, where then she began contractions. Oh, ah. so, yeah, he's taking care. Yeah, yeah. he's okay. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's he, on top of things. You said it was the craziest, but you also said that uh, George C. Scott drank like five bottles of vodka driving across America. That's true, but he was doing like a hundred and twenty and up on the autobahn, oh. like darting through cars. Trying to make shows that he booked. Uh, so, all right. No, it the is way, the autobahn. When I say he just, so we know, we know that definitely George C. Scott was a big risk on the road, which is fun yeah. to think of. But he he goes into a lot more depth of like several near accidents he has, and then describes the accident as if it was a surprise. <laughs> I don't know what happened, officer. I just saw that tree come out of the middle of nowhere. It was shocking. So shocking. Like, Pretty wild. Pulled out in front of me, that tree. Yeah, remember that tree and the baby tree that jumped out in front of your car? Don't bring it back. Come on. That <laughs> <laughs> was fucked up. It was a tree. A baby tree. Yeah, it was a baby a tree. A baby tree. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know trees could cry. It was like that. It's fucking <laughs> 
haunt, haunts me to this day. I'm so sorry. Biggie gives birth to Kinski's second child. Baby, baby. Nastja. N-A-S-S-T-G-A. Should name T-J-A. I can't spell. Jizzy after his yeah, jizz. old young jizz, jizz. like my old wife. <laughs> it continues touring for four months and then returns home to Biggie with the newborn, living the high life for a while in a rented villa. Nice. But the family man lifestyle doesn't last long. And sure enough, Klaus starts fucking everything that moves, including the English Duchess that will pay ridiculous amounts for Hamlet soliloquies in private. Oh. Um, Fuss. Now, he doesn't get into this again but for some reason that duchess turns up missing they don't know where she is and he gets oh, contacted that he leaves out of the book yeah <laughs> well he's just like yeah people keep contacting me say hey when's the last time you've seen her and he's just like oh, i don't know my dick hit her next thing my mind just walked away <laughs> <laughs> shit he's staying in a small town outside of vienna while filming the red intoxication 1962 he falls in love with his co-star claudia and he can't not he can't stand not being with her. When she's scheduled for a dentist appointment, Klaus knocks out one of his incisors so he can travel with her to the dentist. Oh, nice. Take notes. Up here now. You got it. <laughs> yeah, knock out the girl's teeth and then your own. And then you got something to talk about. Yeah, and then we could. Yeah, that. Oh, like uh, his his mom didn't have teeth. Maybe it's, that's like a Sigmund it's Freud thing, right? <laughs> Sigmund and Freud. <laughs> Isn't that a guy who's like, I want to fuck his mom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, with, 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 yeah, with, the, with the Siberian tigers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same, dude. So when Claudia's uh, husband is in town, Klaus resorts to banging another actress on set. His and game must have been on point. <laughs> Apparently. Well, you said there's not a lot of men around. Well, I, no, there's still some. There's reason. plenty of men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's still something in the air at this point. But we have to take this for its face value. I'll just see my package. Claudia and Klaus continue making films together, and Biggie grows suspicious and upset with him, resulting in a fist fight. Yeah. While filming a movie in Hamburg, Claudia becomes pregnant, and it is not her husband's. Klaus and Claudia separate to avoid more scandal. They don't want to be seen together, just in case. Mm. Klaus needs money again, so he goes on one of his tours, reciting solilo soliloquies. It's boring, but it pays well. Keep in mind, Kinski thinks of his occupation as whoring. Yeah. Um, Which it is. As he finishes his tour, he comes back home to Berlin, and his movie career begins taking off, and that's where we're going to stop this episode. Take it up next uh, time. Oh, I have a giant boner right now, listeners. You should, but I was hoping, Mike, you could read some of these passages. Yeah, sure. Connor, I, I'd like I you to select a passage. All right. Here, just go. So just open a page, or? Open a page in the first half of this book. Leave this marker in here. I'm told the songbird of my generation. Anything earlier than that. Anything earlier than here. All right, let's see what we got. And, uh, yeah, just find, find something dark for Mike to read. Yeah. <laughs> Start after page like fifty, though, because up to fifty, it's his childhood. He's yeah. not bang he only bangs his sister up till then. <laughs> Give me something about nasty whores that are about. Dun, 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 the dun, you know what page? I, I opened up to the page of the passage you already read to us. Oh, really? Text. <laughs> so I'm gonna skip to a different one. All right, cool. This is good, man. I'm a pussy, man. I can't. How many did you get? 
Well, like 93. Mike's working on his beaten off muscles. Yeah, you didn't want to let him lefty so you go righty. And yeah. Sometimes double, but that's not a good day. <laughs> that's well, not that's a good day? When the Chinese food's not there. Is that how you use chopsticks like this? Yeah. <gasps> like grabbing it. Grab it. Like two hands. Two handed chopsticks. <laughs> and then I get the spoon like 10 minutes later. I'm like, alright, whatever. Alright, here's the sushi. Culture. You find anything, Connor? Yeah, here we go. Alright. <laughs> Top of 110. Just start reading. Mm. I read one paragraph. Where's one? All right, one to the left. On the left-hand side. <laughs> In Berlin, I live with Tatjana. She makes my bed, cleans my room, cooks for me, and takes care of everything else. She also trains 16 hours a day. The prima ballerina, Nasataja, is half Dutch, half Indonesian. Her smooth, silvery, black hair reaches all the way down to the crack of her teensy ass. <laughs> She's got the body of a teenage Bal Balinese dancer, but she's a bit taller. <laughs> I don't know where we would draw the strength to train 16 hours a day after fucking all night. <laughs> but we're so horny and obsessed that we all, all we need to stay fit is food and vitamins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some Flintstones. Yep. <laughs> He's eating his one-a-dates. Jasmine, former prima ballerina of the Oslo Opera, has nothing to do with Tajana's ballet. She's 22 and fresh from Paris. She's had to give up dancing because of a spinal injury. She introduces herself to me as a journalist. The alleged interview she asks for never gets written. Since we can't fuck in Tajana's apartment because of Natasha Jaja, Jasmine <laughs> rents a hotel room. She clings to my body like a girl on the backseat of a motorcycle. <laughs> I can't take a step without her. She even brushes my teeth, bathes me, and holds my pecker when I take a leak. Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. If I'm on the telephone, she wraps her thighs around me or sucks my dick. The waiters <laughs> simply place food outside our door. The maids never have anything to do because Jasmine has to sleep while I train. Ramon, the Indian dancer who's friendly with Jasmine from God knows where, performs <laughs> in the International Theater Festival. He pays for Jasmine and my hotel room. When the rehearsals begin, Jasmine is everywhere in my dressing room. Backstage... In the auditorium. I don't know why it has a comma right there. It should be N. <laughs> or it has a period. And N, we fuck everywhere. On beds, <laughs> on floors, in corridors. In the street, in the subway, in the movies, on the plane. And above, all in the forest, along the Havel River. The idiot is a smash hit. And we're invited <laughs> to the Venice Festival. Uh, amazing. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what was the one that you shared with us? Is that next week? Which one? The one that you shared with no, us via text? That was one I asked, I opened up to immediately. Oh! It's on page, like, 64. Oh, okay. You told us one a while back. In the 60s. The, the Pope in the 60s, yeah. 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 I opened up, like, oh, yeah. Ooh, Gobbledy. No, no, Actually, I already yeah, know that one. Kind of read that one, because right. I didn't share that with the audience. I just texted that to you guys. That was our intro. Yeah. That was uh, behind the BTS. Yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Sasha, Sasha takes me along to the Paris bar. I dance with a Polish cunt. She works as a stripper at a nearby club and lives in a rooming house on the corner. I reach into Sasha's trouser pocket and fish out whatever I need for the pole. The Polish cunt must have a magic technique. My dick stays hard non-stop even after I've shot a couple of times. After every fuck, she pushes out my boner, rolls over, and dozes off. There's no way I can sleep. I wait with my trigger-happy cock until her big ass squeezes toward me. That's the signal. She's got to have it six or seven times a night. Jesus. <laughs> she barely talks, only when it's absolutely necessary. Besides, I don't understand her gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. This I, need is a, I need a woman like that. <laughs> you need a career like Klaus Kinski. You do. Yeah. I think you need to get... I think in between now and next week's episode, when we talk about him getting the film, you need to start doing his diet of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> just just hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. Sauerkraut and water. Yeah, sauerkraut, water, and, and hard-boiled nasty eggs. Whores. And nasty whores. And nasty whores. Uh, none pussy. None pussy. Wow. I can't I ain't wait a to see how he's a, he's a munch. How many more ladies he bangs next week? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I did leave out a lot, but um, you know that's just w- what I have to do as an editorial. If I edited this book, I wouldn't leave anything out because it's no. all of you, it, it's the truth. It's all truth. I mean, I believe it. Yeah, he did admit to raping young women or raping someone and having sex with minors. Yeah, there was a few rapes. Some well, of them already some had aren't that funny. A few, a few yeah. yeah, yeah. We've already had a few of them, so yeah. I mean, you know, like there's a lot of you know when you rape, you're a rapist. But there's some people who will continue to rape, and they don't know it's wrong. And I would call those people rapers, yes. serial rapists. I would call them rape- no, a raper. A raper. raper. Like they they just do it. They don't you know they don't know it's wrong. They're just like there's a moment of passion. And I need yeah. to get and this then they're rapists. Ah, like I want to go out raping. Yeah, yeah. So. There you go. On that note, yeah. <laughs> don't rape. Four men discussing rape. <laughs> Here's our, our words. Don't do it. Don't, don't do rape it. unless she's into that and she's no. like, I want to be raped. Then it's not rape, though. Yeah. Then some girls are like, maybe it's consensual cosplay rape. Cosplay. Yeah. yeah. That's different. That, yeah. That's even like more sketchier because what if she's just kidding around? And <laughs> you need to get a cons- you need to get one of those forms. No, you need a police officer to watch. Yes. Make sure it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Officer, or, how's my technique? No, no, no. You can't ask him. You, uh, you don't acknowledge him. Yeah. If you look at him, he tases you. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the rape fantasy. Yeah. I can't see him putting my bumper sticker on. <laughs> Blue lives. <laughs> they matter. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Tom, for bringing this boy in. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see where this goes. My German I'm excited heritage. for Werner to get in the picture. Yeah, yeah Werner Herzog, I'll be introduced. My... I'm probably going to skip a little bit more of this book just to get into the relationship with Werner and him and then cover some of the documentary stuff I've watched. I Hell work, yeah. I want to work on my Werner Herzog impression. You could do a good one, can't you? I've done a good a yeah. Werner Herzog impression before. <laughs> I want to brush up <laughs> You ever seen Heavyweights? A yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Oh. You seen Heavyweights? Remember, remember the German guy that used to work with Tony Perkins? I feel it, Tony. I, I, I feel <laughs> it's it working. Wasn't that the same character from Dodgeball, too? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Pretty much. It's good. It's working, Tony. All right, well, speaking of... What are we talking about? Rape? Rape. <laughs> As they say in old Berlin... Thank you, Shane. Yes, thank you, Shane. Oh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. We have to re- recoup some money because Travis had to spend it on a stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Don't donate our stone. <laughs> to donate to Richard Burton's stone. Yeah. It ain't rape unless you yell surprise. All right, we're over it. All right, <laughs> we're done, Mike. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.